Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Three hundred and sixty-five days of sport. That's right. It is yet another edition. It's actually show number 72. And we've gone back to Karim Benzema because of, if you didn't listen to last week's show, it was a best of edition and we featured Karim Benzema. And uh, what a response we had to that. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, you might have guessed this is the greatest sports radio show on the planet. And my name is Kieran Beefy Blake. I'm officially the world's biggest sports fan, just in case you didn't know. And what a surprise. Unbelievably. Yo, where's Rob? Yo, where's Rob? Yo, where's Rob? <laughs> well, Rob is back. Oh, yes. After Whoa. a month away, he's well, back. He's opposite me in the studio. Yeah, well, you're supposed to come back refreshed and recharged on holidays, on you? But if you go on a 30-day bender... Yep. Not the case. Or should I have played the other sting? I'm that, well, that could, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of sport involved. Just just one of the greatest benders of all time. Just greatest um, benders. Look, every chance I'll fall asleep in the middle of the show. Oh, good, I'm used to that. Yeah, so uh, the old jet lag. The old jet lag. Yeah, actually, no, forget jet lag. I'll push through, push through, feeling strong, feeling good. I'm here to entertain uh, those oh, huge numbers of listeners. That'll be a shock to uh, our global. listening public. Yeah, they used to, they're not used to being entertained not by me. Not used to be entertained at all. No, in general, I think. Just in general. What were the highlights of the US trip? We picked you We picked you out at a baseball game, early I doors. It was early doors, yeah. We went to uh, AT&T, we had a Giants game. My, my uh, friend I was travelling with, Daniel, has never been to a baseball match. Oh, really? So I actually spent a good part just explaining the rules. Yeah, I'm sh- in shock and awe. <laughs> what? That I know the rules of baseball. The, yeah, the, I know baseball very well. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah, in fact, because I did listen to that first show. Yeah, and you were going off about how Rob only likes two sports. <laughs> yes, incorrect information from Beefy. Yeah, it's three. I sports, support sorry. three teams. Right, but I know how all these things work. So you should. You're I, the I, I know the rules of American football. I know the rules of baseball, basketball. Yeah. I learned a new one the other day in, in soccer, though. Oh, really? If you pass the ball intentionally back to the goalkeeper, he has, he can't pick it up. That's right. I didn't know that before. So stop time-wasting. Well, yeah, it was brought yeah. in for that, yeah. I was brought in recently, was it? Oh, about 10 yeah. years ago, probably. I knew, I knew, I'll find that I knew, out. I knew it didn't used to be a rule. Oh, in the old days. But I'm paying attention. Good. But anyway, oh, it was a hell of a uh, extreme bender. New Orleans, that's a great place. It is a good place, and yes. Had, had Did you hang out on there. Bourbon Street? Well, actually, I went there during the day, checked it out, and it was cool. Yeah. And then we said, oh, we'll go back at night, it's going to be raging. And then it was actually like a bit rank. It's, it's not it's the pretty best. pretty filthy. It is. And what it, used yeah. to be, I think, like an alternative, a, a traditional sort of authentic jazz band type oh, of yeah. uh, street. Yeah. It's now just crappy covers bands oh. and people with those two foot long sort of uh, <laughs> cocktail drinks. They, <laughs> yeah, I know. They drink out of the like. They hang around the neck. Yeah. And they're yeah. like sort of a mini so yard the best, glass. The best places to go for the authentic bands were just are off the side streets of Bourbon well, Street. Well, we stayed up, uptown. Not French Quarter. Yeah. I was so freaked out by people talking about crime in your 
Orleans of don't go here, don't go there. Yeah. You get, you know, there's five murders a night in East New Orleans or something like that. Yeah, that's probably better. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's about that. So that's up to, probably the average sort of, sort of uptown we were, were mostly. Okay. It was good stuff going yeah. on there. Yeah. But all the main streets, like, so uh, Beale Street in uh, Memphis. Right. They've got, like, airport security scanners on the side of the street. Oh, really? To walk in and make sure you're safe. So Memphis apparently isn't that safe either. Wow. So once you walk too far out. So there's a... Nashville was just... Oh, that was July 4th. That was mayhem. Oh, uh, it would have been. But Did you... Uh... loads of horrible cover bands uh... playing Sweet Home Alabama 18 times in a row. Went out to East Nashville, went out some dive You sure it wasn't Kid there. Rock doing it on his latest tour? It may tour. as well have been. Yeah. Honestly. That was all the same sort of stuff. And what was the other street? Sixth Street. In Austin. In Austin. Oh. How mental is that? Well, pretty mental, but again, yeah. same thing, covers bands, cra- or loads of crappy covers bands. Really? I want to see some real music. I ended up going back to that place we went to, Barflies. Remember? <laughs> In Austin? Yeah. I was got a taxi four miles out of the city. Wow. It was going off. It was Why brilliant. Not? It's a dive bar, man. Fantastic bar. Yeah, I'm all about the You went bar. there. That's Intentionally, a- because 6th Street was like, it was a Sunday night, and it's ah. the, the university's not there I was going to say, because college so, is out. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, okay. So it wasn't quite... Yeah, what, yeah, it wasn't uh, quite rocking. Told. So you yeah. went to Barfly. Authentic yeah. Texan yeah. experience. And of course, last time we were there was on a Sunday. It was, and too. I remembered that. So I yeah. was in, oh, let's go check it out. This is about 11.30 at night. And we've got a good another couple of hours of raging oh, in. Oh, nice. Saved the evening. So, <laughs> just by going to some dive bar <laughs> in some suburban uh, Austin uh, area. Sort of northern or north of the city. So you, you just mentioned uh, July 4. Yeah. Did you watch the hot dog eating championships? Isn't that in New York? That is in New York, but it's normally live on ESPN. No. Nah, what do you mean, no? Well, we drove from Memphis you to Nashville this, that day. You're the second biggest sports fan in the world, Rob. But I don't want to watch someone eat hot dogs. I, don't, I think I <laughs> really? ate... Really? Why not? You know, I ate hot dogs. We had some 7-Eleven hot dogs. Didn't you have 7-Eleven pizza, our favourite meal? No, I couldn't do it. I saw it, and just <laughs> this flood of bad memories came back. And I was just like... Like, oh, God. There's a lot of things, actually, on that trip that gave me a lot of memories of our really? adventure. I couldn't... We should have played I, the facts of life. It took me here. a while to get back my coffee-making technique at the uh, gas stations. Oh, was, yeah. the coffee was, and on the whole, cause even worse. Oh, it is bad. It was, But it was worse, very watery. And really? And most of them, summertime, yeah. they just turn the coffee off at 3 o'clock. You can't get it in the evening. What? Yeah. What's going on there? I don't know. I don't know. It was very annoying. Yeah. But uh, th- those are some of the complaints. Small I'll just let thing. you know uh, yeah. as well, Joey Chestnut broke his own world record for hot dog eating in this year's championship. Really? Probably. He ate... Well, that is a relief. 73 hot dogs in 10 minutes. 73. That includes the bun. It's not just the dog. Yeah. That includs the bun. Does he ask for sauce on them? He asks for water, actually, because he, he dips them in water and shoves them down. Right, okay. Yeah. You're allowed to do that. So he, yeah, it's, it's, there's not a moment's pleasure in it for him. It's purely no. about just getting he, it down. He basically... When have you ever heard hot dogs dipped in water? Oh, it just makes the bun a bit easier to digest, I'm apparently. aware. I I, I've out. just discredited Joey Chestnut, by the way. It's actually 74 hot dogs. He broke his 73 uh, dog record. He got in. the 74th in. Now, allegedly, that is 20 days' worth of calories Jesus. for a normal human they're, in they're 10 wrong, minutes. man. They're so bad. 20, he's not even fat, Joey Chestnut. Yeah. I mean, he's a big guy, tall, but it's just crazy. What's well, like that beer mile guy? He's very tall. Well, he's actually a runner. Yeah. But there we go. No, I did. We had a 7-Eleven hot dog on a, a, a Twain Hart we were staying, which was in... Uh, which is posh, near, it? It's not, actually. It's, well, it's near Yosemite. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is that, did you have any close contact with wildlife? I wandered outside for I'm a cigarette. I'm not cig- talking about Austin. I, I wandered outside for a cigarette, and there's two deer just right outside the room. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, I saw a couple of dead armadillos on the side of the road. Yep. A couple of squashed raccoons. But it's just two deer. No, like, no bears. <laughs> bears. Bear, with a, for, uh, for the English-speaking uh, audience, bears. Bears. Didn't yeah. see any grizzlies. So, bears, um, none of them. Since you've been away, we've had the World Cup. Just finished. Yeah. Wimbledon. Just yep. finished. Yeah. Uh, the Tour de France just started. Yeah. Uh, right. Donald Trump visited the UK, North Korea, and, and Helsinki just yeah. yesterday with uh, Putin. Really? Yeah. Allegedly. Also visited Scotland, which has been um, met with raucous. Uh, didn't, didn't they not want him to come or something? Well, or allegedly so. Trump tweeted, just arrived in Scotland. Place is going wild over the vote. Right. This is the vote where they stayed as part of the UK, by the way. And he, he then went into, they took their country back just like we will take America back. No games. So he's totally missed the point yeah. of everything. Um, but as you can tell, the Scottish, they don't hold back. Mm. Uh, Nina B, Scotland hates both Brexit. Scotland hates both Brexit and you, you mangled apricot hell beast. Gary Prosser, they voted Remain, you spoon. Scotland voted Remain, you clueless numpty. Just goes just on. Just goes on and on, lots of... Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, Scotland voted overwhelmingly to remain, but what a fax to you, your bloviating flesh bag. Whatever a <laughs> bloviating flesh bag is. Um, I can figure it out. Scotland voted remain, your weapons grade plum. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, Scotland voted overwhelmingly to stay in the EU, your weasel-headed fuck nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Might get bleeped out, that one. Uh, Finn de Hergdog. Scotland voted overwhelmingly to stay in Europe, you two-paid f**k trumpet. <laughs> and then Tim Footman. Scotland voted to stay, you witless f**king cocksplat. <laughs> Some nice great, tweets there. Yeah, great yeah, beautiful. abuse in there. Well, he's not very popular on the whole Donald Trump. No okay. one voted for him. I don't understand. Mm. There's been lots of protests in the UK yep. about Donald Trump. Mm. What good a protest going to do? This is a well, guy that's not really done too protest. much wrong. He's done a few things wrong. He's been he's a bit racist, bigoted, and a bit sexist, right? Yeah. But why? Aren't, <laughs> but only a bit. Only a bit. Why aren't the protesters out against like the Sheikh of Saudi Arabia that regularly lashes well, women, doesn't I give mean, women God, rights? You, know, you don't got to talk to me about this stuff. I know. You know I'm right there with you. On Cambodian. That you know, they're yeah. human rights uh, stuff. You're not is, allowed. To to criticise people of another race it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for their for their political ideas because you're, it means you're racist you know away. me Rob I like yeah. sports right you can I like criticise your only race your own race but it just gets me the dual hypocrisy of what's going on protesting against Trump as opposed to all these other people that do far far worse things yeah. on a regular yeah. basis well, they, do they visit other countries and well stuff? they do that's the strange yeah. thing but everyone's oblivious everyone's oblivious yeah well you know you don't got to tell me mate. I mean we went to the most liberal Muslim country in the world the UAE we did you know everything's pretty chilled but at the end of the day, if you want to criticise their religion, oh, they'll yeah. throw you in jail. Or if you want a country. public show of affection, right. then you put you in jail for having a go at Sharia law and all that, because it's still there. It's still there. It's still church and state intertwined. Oppression. Oppression. <laughs> I'm going to go Welsh news, Rob. This is the headline. Crisps stolen in breaking. This is like chips. Potato yeah, chips. yeah, this is like paper chips. They've broken and stolen some potato crisps. Thieves broke into a mid-Wales football club's refreshments hut and mm. stole two packets of crisps. The incident happened at Newtown Football Club's Latham Park ground on between 7pm on February 26th and 10am the following day. David Powers Police said, anyone with information should call 101. What? That's it. That's they it. stole two packets of crisps. Uh, who's got information? <laughs> who's got <laughs> information? information? That's 50p's worth. 
And they've put it in the paper. Maybe uh, the person who did it will try or, and dob someone else in. Or two people. Just because it just afflicted. It's all the stress. They stole two packets of crisps from. Uh, so only one person, one person can't steal two packets. Well. What was what was the situation in the burger? Did they break <laughs> into the shop? Yeah. Actually, at night time. Well, it was between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. So uh, the 10 a.m. The shop was closed. Yeah, it was closed, man. How did they know? They did a stock take the must night have, before? Must have, they they must thought, have video oh, camera. we've been broken into. Let's do a stock take to see what's yeah. missing. It's almost like a piss take. Thought, almost. Oh, it's like he's going to just see if he can do the worst burger of all time. <laughs> yeah. uh, we were at a uh, party once, and just being stupid, we could see who could steal the stupidest shit. Yeah. Started off with like... An egg whisk. No, it's like some beers or something, oh, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then someone got some wine. Then someone came out with like the phone. Oh, like a, like a, the a landline, the, a landline, landline phone yeah. had unplugged it and took that. Then someone comes out with like a cheese grater and like <laughs> then there's like it goes to like kitchen you, you, like, ornaments. Yeah, egg beater. But then like wooden spoon. And then it's like the tablecloth. You know, it just got more and more pointless to the yeah. point. At the end, it was like uh, I think a deodorant spray from the toilet. Right, mm. that's exciting! What a night uh, that was, Rob. That was uh, what a night. That, that's those are examples of equally uh, pathetic burglaries. You've probably still got that stuff as well somewhere. I um I tried Wookie meat the other day. Wookie meat, yeah, Wookie meat. F- Wookie meat, as in like yeah. Chewbacca. Yeah, well, it was. It was chewy, Rob. Well, it's chewy. not. It's not actually. Uh, okay. Talking of chewy meat, we have to thank now, Rob. Oh. You've been away. We gotta thank Jack Links because they are the new sponsors. Oh, I'm just, I'm just, just so disappointed with that. <laughs> really, that hurt. The worst thing is you kind yeah. of stole my punchline just in yes. case. But uh, yeah, but there you go. Uh, anyway, moving on. Jack Links. We gotta talk Links. about Jack Links. It's the best beef jerky on the planet. Uh, is, is it a chewy meat? It is can that, be chewy. Yeah, yeah, chewy, yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. Oh, in oh, a delectable yes, way. In a very happy. I hope you've got some here. Um, not yet. Not with me. Is it back of the house? Oh, yes. You're not going to share the... Oh, uh, I will be sharing. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll I'll share good. the packet. Jack Links is the best beef jerky you can buy. We thank Jack Links for jumping on board. you got to walk on the wild side. Because that's what Rob does. sponsoring our new greyhound that's still on the way. Rob the beef. Rob the beef. Jerky. Yeah. In brackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, It'll be the first bracketed named uh, greyhound. Yeah. Just oh. to confuse the, confuse the commentators. That's it. So we have to thank Beef. Uh, beef, yeah. Have to yeah. thank Jack Links for... Um, well, no, let's just thank Beef uh, anyway. Just thank just in Beef general. in general. Just in general because for being without, one of the great meats. Without the beef, in fact, there's no beef jerky. Exactly, certainly not. Oh. We have to go, get through the good stuff before we can uh, get towards whatever or we can go back they to make their stuff out of. Jeff Parling's um, favourite food, right. turkey jerky. Turkey jerky. <laughs> and, of course, the Native Americans invented beef jerky. They did. I they went did. to a little town called Cherokee in North oh, Carolina, wow. actually. Oh, oh, yeah. Just right near Tennessee, North Oh, Carolina, in that corner, uh, yeah. Atlanta, uh, Georgia kind of yeah, yeah. corner, yeah. Any and, sights uh, to see in Cherokee? Well, you see, what happened was the night before we got had a whopping great bender. Nice. And we didn't leave till, I think, two in the afternoon. And the we pub. stopped off at Tallulah Falls in yeah. Atlanta. And then, no, not the pub. <laughs> <laughs> didn't leave till two in the afternoon. We slept in till that time. And uh, Cherokee, we got there for dinner. Had dinner yeah. and drove back. And what do you have for dinner? Stunning scenery. Uh, I went for, I think, a, a cheeseburger. Oh, that's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. I put oh. on quite a lot of weight. For a change. Oh, yeah. Well, we've yeah, got to yeah. ask, talking about Jack Links and uh, the excitement of yeah. uh, them getting on board with... When you're back in boxing training, 
Oh, uh, Thursday I'll be back in. Thursday, day. back yeah. in training. Should have pro- possibly could have gone tonight, but I thought just thought, no, nah, yeah. it's a bit cold out. So yeah, if you don't know, Rob's entered the uh, Pan Pacific Masters Games uh, as a boxer. <laughs> so uh, he's done the beer mile. He's now taking on boxing. We will be filming mm. and uh, doing some documentary stuff. Yep, with uh, Rob's kind of foray into the world of amateur boxing. At this point, like I was feeling, I was feeling really good about it before I left the. Uh, trip. Yeah. Now I'm feeling like. I'm going to be starting all over again. So I went for three runs over there, though. I did, yeah. yeah. It's not bad in a month. Yeah. Uh, the, what did you do? I'm on the uh, exercise-free diet. Okay. It's brilliant. <laughs> I'm going really well. Um, I'm t- taking it to the limit. <laughs> did you see the news of uh, in baseball? You went. You actually went to a baseball game, but uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, the Phillies. The Phillies. <laughs> Gee, Rob, your baseball knowledge is unbelievable. A rogue hot dog gives Philadelphia Phillies fan a black eye. Oh. Turns out fly balls aren't the only things you have to dodge during baseball games. It's been said that there's no crying in baseball. But you can probably cry ouch if you've been hit in the face by a flying hot dog. Because that's just what happened during the Phillies game on Monday night when fan Kathy McVeigh was struck by a hot dog. The Phillies mascot, the Philly fanatic, launched into the crowd. <laughs> Are you gonna do it? I was going to do the accent. <laughs> it ju- I can't remember. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere, Kathy McVeigh said, and hard. And the next thing I know, he shot it in our direction and bam, it hit me like a ton of bricks. My glasses flew off. McVeigh ended up trekking to the hospital to ensure there was no injuries beyond just a black eye. Mostly, it's going to get worse before it gets better. It's going to go down the side of my face. <laughs> the team has apologized and has offered her tickets to upcoming games. In the meantime, McVeigh has to ice her eye every 20 minutes until the wound heals. Despite this, she's maintained a good attitude about the unusual mishap. When I told my brothers, they started laughing. And I said, well, at least it's funny and a story I can tell people. My only thing is just to warn people to be careful. So what basically there was one of the hot dog guys throwing the hot dog things. Well, you know the Philly fanatic is this big green dinosaur type Barney thing. He's got a big right. trumpet on. Like but the he, thing I had the arena football. Yeah, something. similar to that. Yeah. But he has actually got a hot dog cannon. Mm. But he wraps the hot dogs up with duct tape. And Ooh. fires them into the crowd. Wow! That's Normally, funny. it's like a, a you know a decent parabola. He fires them up in the air, but apparently, he went pretty flat. Well, he went pretty flat and just smashed this woman <laughs> between the eyes. Uh, it's like being hit by a rubber bullet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, but in all fairness to her, contrary to the American way, no suing. She's not suing them. Good on her. That, exactly, that is Rob. Good. That is good. It now, is. Why is it when you have to do that American accent, you have to put on that that one? <laughs> you only got that one. I think I you do. Can't, you can't. Why can you cannot do a relaxed one? Uh, I. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just not sure. I lived in America. I've been there a hundred times, and I still can't do it. I, I don't I know why. Time. The, the, the southern one is so... Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Yeah, I still like can't that. do it. We went to go to Graceland. You had to pay 45 bucks to go to up get to, into Graceland. Get into Graceland. So I was like, mm. screw that. Yeah. We went around trying to find a way in, and then we went to the security <laughs> guard. You tried to you break tried into, into Graceland. We went to the security guard, and we went the wrong way. He's like, like, hey, man, uh, how do we get around to like... We don't want to go into Graceland. We just want to see things. Just like directions are, we can just get a photo from the side of the street or something. So here's what y'all gonna do. Oh, you're gonna take a left right up here. You're gonna ride right up to the intersection. You're gonna take another left, and then on the right, you're gonna see the police car. 
The police. But you gotta go. Don't you worry about the police. He's just sitting there. He's just a security. He's just watching on. And they go right on past that. And there's a brick wall on the side right there. And you sit up alongside. And you can see the house right from there. You're gonna, you don't gotta pay no $45. All right? You understand what I'm saying? He's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just get, and they have this way of speaking. This yes ma'am, no ma'am. And it's very addictive. Yeah. And quite charming and polite, actually. Generally, yeah. Especially in Tennessee. Yeah. I don't know Memphis was in the corner of three states. Yes. Went out to West Memphis. Uh, Georgia? Nah, uh, Mississippi, Arkansas, Tennessee. Oh, is he? And Georgia doesn't... Oh, there you go. Never knew that. Um, (laughs) What about this? Talking of history, but in New Zealand. Police investigate hijinks on the night before the annual Omaru School's blood match. Hijinks? Hijinks, mate. What's a hijink? Hijinks are like uh, fun and games. I'm more interested in what the blood match is. Yeah, Omaru versus... It's the annual school sports blood match, which is uh, St. Kevin's College. Yeah. And Omaru boys Waiataki Boys Waiataki High. Boys. That's the big clash down there, is it? That is the big clash. Is, okay. that, the, is that their local derby, the, the it, big... Um, it must be. Omaru's not very big, so I wouldn't know too much about oh, okay. it. okay. Yeah. So, I know where it is. So yours was King's College. King's College versus Auckland Grammar. Auckland Grammar. That's what I've seen. If you look on get, YouTube, people... They get 10,000 people. To they that. do. If yeah. you look on YouTube, it is one of the best kind of hackers you will ever see in that game isn't it quite amazing if you when you think when you look back at the 70s yeah the all blacks doing the hucker and it's a disaster because it was really my generation they started educating everyone on the uh the molder culture and yeah. you can see what happens look yeah. at it now honestly look up king's college versus auckland boys and look up their hackers on youtube because it is a sight to behold and that's even coming from me but the hijinks in uh omaru basically an omaru student was hit by a car the night before the match Ooh. It's more than a bit of a... Bit yeah, of it's more than high more than a bit of a gag. Between the <laughs> two schools. Let's run this guy over. Police said they're only aware of the high jinks between the two schools. But on Tuesday, Sergeant Tony Woodbridge confirmed they were now investigating the incident. So this is going a bit far in right, the, the old blood match. Yep, yep. Um, there were also CCTV at St. Kevin's College filmed people throwing eggs and rocks at buildings and cars. Gosh. Uh, after some of the egg throwing as cars have been leaving, someone has been hit by a car. However, they left the scene in the car that hit them. Police have spoken to the schools and spoken to people believed to be involved in this incident. However, all parties have declined to make complaint about the incident and police are still conducting inquiries. So uh, the school match is going off there. I wonder if there's any kind of those local school derbies in Melbourne or anywhere around the world that we should know about. I mean, NCAA in the States probably is what, a few like in, but in, in rugby you're talking about? Or, or any, any, any old Yeah, sport. in AFL, I they think, must I think, be. Uh, Melbourne Grammar versus Scots College. Oh, is there? In Aussie Rules? In Aussie Rules, I think, wow. is probably quite a big okay. one. Because they are the two schools that actually formed the Melbourne Football Club. Right. In like 1860. There you go. Same year the Melbourne Cup started. Says uh, Woodbridge also... Says there's number two sports fan in the world. Uh, Woodbridge, the copper, also said uh, some, of, some were involved in the sports teams because it wasn't just a first 15 rugby match it was a sporting exchange between the schools what the students need to understand is things escalate quickly what they're trying to do is is probably human hijinks he said that human hijinks and to be honest they haven't been too humorous (laughs) there you go someone could have been killed or seriously injured he says well it's ridiculous it's yeah. like, hey, here's a classic gag. Yeah. Let's beat this guy to a pulp and put him in hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so he can't play. Oh, look, he's he's got a bleed on the brain. He's, he's <laughs> <laughs> classic. Oh, look, now he's in a coma. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Great yeah, fun. look at that. Let's wait till he wakes up. Oh, he might not wait, ever wake up. Oh, <laughs> got him. Hilarious. So, uh, Amaru goes off down there. Yeah, I, I've not spent a night. I drove through it. It was actually quite stunning scenic. It's got sort of this oh. lofted town. You go through 
through this sort of valley road. You're listening to Getaway on 365 Days of Sport with the <laughs> world traveller, Rob Bryce. <laughs> Did you see much of the World Cup when you're in the States? Saw a lot. Cause a it was, lot. Uh, yeah, because it worked out perfectly because we, you know, you're out late, wake up sort of just after 10, switch it on, and it's on. But very good timings. Beautiful. Game game one at 10, game two at one. That's so I uh, saw a lot of the soccer World Cup. Old friend of mine, you just said that perfectly. Mm-hmm. He used to have the greatest phrase ever for going out on the lash, mm-hmm. going drinking. He says, uh, he used to go home, you might get lucky, and uh, take home some person of the opposite sex. And mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. go to bed at two with a 10, wake up at 10 with a Two. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with what you said, apart from it's still the same words. Anyway, uh, big hello to Ian Lowe, if you're listening. He was the uh, inspiration behind that for a little phrase. And a man very determined to uh, enjoy enjoy himself. Oh, he loved it. Yeah. Loved it. World Cup. England nearly, nearly did, did it. the unfortunate. I, I, uh, we would have never have lived it down. Yeah. You reckon? So you're sort of kind of relieved that that happened in oh, some regard? Yeah. My friend uh, Danny, who, who's sweet, yes. who, they knocked Sweden out, obviously. They did. So he was psychotically wanting England to lose. Oh, everyone. Because only just one of his mates paid him out after, his English mates paid yeah, him yeah. out after they knocked out Sweden. And he was watching it, like, more angry than when Sweden <laughs> was playing England he wanted them to lose so badly we ended up watching it from the city somewhere we were, I can't remember where we were at that point yeah. well you can imagine that was Dan the Swede you was, imagine what, was the, in Atlanta. what the yeah. Scots are like because <laughs> the Scots basically despise the English football team going across the world this is Bob 1875 he says if England win the World Cup I'm gonna need directions to that cave in Thailand <laughs> <laughs> that's how much he felt about it so, uh, just some um, But sad... isn't it like on paper that their team always is just seemingly looks amazing? Oh, just, yeah. They just never, they get just it never bring it together. You know, it says, you know, there's a couple of people tweeted when they scored early against Croatia. It was like, oh, a goal for England, a goal for all of Britain. Mm-hmm. And then lots of Scots replied back is, a goal for Croatia, a goal for all of Scotland. <laughs> So. Um, they, I did watch the, the first half. They were having a, they had a lot of opportunities. The English and didn't didn't score. Yeah, second half they actually uh, dominated, and it wasn't until late on. But uh, I love this. Is lots of things like this. Is uh, slender man EFC Matthew says. Does it matter that we lost? We've got a young, inexperienced squad and have just got to the semi-finals of a World Cup. What have Scotland ever done? And this bloke straight back says, "Well, we actually invented the television. You actually watched it on." <laughs> Alexander Graham Bell there with the TV, so uh, the Scots won up. Well, come on. I mean, that's a bit ridiculous. I think he's obviously on to know what you've done in football. Yeah. You can't just pull any old thing out. Well, you can. You can when you're Scottish. Yeah. yeah. Can't the English say we invented football? Yeah, they did. But they've all rolled onto that it's coming home bandwagon. It kind of was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, yeah. Didn't come home. It's been no, premature on that one. And it just, that kind of grew out of hand, unfortunately. So thank God it didn't come on because we would have never heard the end of it. That is for sure. Um, anyway, while you've been away, Rob, I bet lots of things may have happened in the AFL. AFL. All lies, no word of truth. As a result of intense international research... It is clear that no one gives a monkeys about the AFL outside of Australia. AFL. That might actually be the first AFL truth. Yeah. Mm. No, I think you're right there, but I, I thought the Chinese were lapping it up. <laughs> I thought they were taking to the game in droves. <laughs> did they have that game while I was away, did they? Or was that on the weekend? Oh, I don't know when it was. <laughs> 
Was it even, has they even played it yet? It was uh, because everyone gets going for Port Adelaide versus Gold Coast. They just love the coasters. Yeah, I have to say it was not. I didn't see or hear a word, see a bit of footage, nothing. I wasn't looking. I'm amazed because uh, they've but, got uh, superstar in the making. The Yanks, yeah. the old uh, Mason Big Cox, oh, Big Mason Cox, big Mason been on Cox. Fire for Collingwood. Oh, he might have been. I can't yeah. tell you. He's a big, big man. I actually went to an AFL game on Saturday. What, right? What did you see? I went to the Greater Western Sydney Giants. It should have been called the Greater Western Sydney Great White Sharks. This Would is my bugbear. Richmond Tigers and one in a two point thriller. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that result, actually. Now, this is my bugbear. Yeah. GWS, the GWS. I think you've covered this before. You've at least told me at some yeah. point on air or off. I don't recall. I had a great night in the pub when I used to drink mm-hmm. about this. Greater Western Sydney, the Great White Sharks. Mm. They would have played at the tank. Jaws scene tune. Yeah. Got some big choppers around the number on the back. They could have... A Jaws scene tune? Not, you can't have an actual... Yeah, yeah, but I know the tune. Yeah. I, I, but how good I would know, it have been? I know Kids the, would have grown up. I know the two notes in the Jaws theme tune, yeah. Right. It's an F sharp to an E. Is it? Cool. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Kids would have loved it. They would have worn shark fin hats. They would have been biting each other on the legs. Did you see that, by the way? There was an Instagram influencer, this yeah. model, yeah. that claims she's intelligent. She posed for an Instagram photo in a, like a, a natural pool of sharks. One bitter. What? Yeah. Just had a, a little chomp on the leg there. Serves a bloody right. So she she jumped. What are you influencing, woman? She was just trying to get some. Trying to sh- be yeah. Oh, that's to, classic. It is classic. That, I saw a similar thing happen one time. Yeah. This guy, a South African guy, and he's like I don't know, a marine biologist or whatever you want oh, to call yeah, it. Yeah. And he's standing around a bunch of bull sharks. Oh, ooh, in very yeah. very clear water, and yeah. it was I think kind of he's sort of feeding them and doing stuff. Yeah, it's like an underwater camera. They're all just swimming around, and and one of them just comes up, and they're just filming it, and very casually jumps onto his calf and oh. just rips his entire calf off oh nice and the whole area just fills with, with blood, blood. so and, the other uh, sharks then oh they, they, there's they, food they, they, they cut to it later uh, you know six months later or whatever and he has he survived and they sh- sort of pan down to his leg and it's basically just if you can bone. imagine it's just a bone a yeah. shin bone Ooh. there's no calf there just like and he just goes oh no it's all it's all my fault you know? <laughs> yes I got in the way of the shark, and yeah. uh, you know he just got a little bit curious, and off it went. So this this girl, the, the the similar type deal. The waters are clear, so she knew they were there. She was just trying to be stupid. Super cool. See social and media. What, Rob. Is she now suing the shark? Probably. Yeah, yeah. 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 By the Americans. Anyway, great at Western Sydney should have been the Great White Sharks because they would have loved it. Kids would have loved it. It's all just GWS, three letters. Yeah, it was there for the taking. It was. How um, stupid are the AFL people? Well, why, why don't you give them a call? Oh, too late now. What's going on? Um, you know the amazing thing. Saturday night, Sydney. It was a little bit cold. Raining premiers in town. There were it was the stadium was less than half full. There were more Richmond fans there than Great Western Sydney. Really? That is the gods' honest truth. Wow. It's a dying sport, people. It's a dying sport. It's just hard to form like a community behind the GWS. I think it's because they got the wrong name. Who cares uh, about not, Giants? It's, it's actually got nothing to do with the name. What, what do you go around eating? Peas. It's just it's or living in like, beanstalks. What's going on? It doesn't feel like it's an AFL community out there. Yeah, there's about eight would have been rugby league teams out there. No, it would have been if they'd been the Great Western Sydney Great White Sharks. It's not that great. It's really not that great an idea, Beefy. You've just found three words that start with the same the same three letters. That's it. And I, you know that's it. That's life, man. I mean, I've got to be honest. I mean, I, it's actually not that impressive. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> 
Oh, what's going on there? We might do a worse song, actually. So he played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear your mouth because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless Who sucks this week, Beefy? Well, it's actually a guy called Mark Winholtz. Okay. I don't know who Mark Winholtz is, but I've, I've checked out some of his other stuff, and it's pretty damn awful. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a song called... Um, so not, not just this one, he has a long list of suck. He's actually on SoundCloud. I found him on SoundCloud. But that doesn't mean anything. His like, other songs... You can get on SoundCloud. You can get on SoundCloud. I know, it's true. We yeah. should be on SoundCloud. He's got a song called I Love Christmas. Uh, he's got a song called Tickle Me Elmo. Mm-hmm. And Pack-a- Tickle Me Elmo. Tickle Me Elmo and the Packer Backer song. So he's, does he do kids songs? They sound like kids songs to me. They actually do, don't they? Sound Are we going like... to mock a kids song? This, is it, well, are we going to like, mock the Should we have a listen to um, Packer Backer? You can't take the piss out of Hot Potato. Let's have a listen to the Packer Backer song for All a right. minute. Oh, a bit of country. But, uh, six, eight. Six, eight timing. No, he's a Green Bay Packer fan. Well, I hate Dennis Green, Warren Moon and Brad Johnson. But I'd trade my family, my house, and my car For some dirt off the cleats of the mighty Brett Farr Yes, I live in Beckerland, I am a Packer fan From the great town of Green Bay It's so much fun because we're number one The best team in the whole USA Olé! This could, that could have been worst song in the world. Uh, no, he would have been quite at home in Broadway in Nashville. <laughs> really? He, he's going to break into um, Werewolves of London in a minute, <laughs> so he can get his gig uh, doing that. So that's the Packer Backer song, which isn't even the worst song in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we have, he's actually called it the Triathlon song. The Triathlon song. Yeah. He's, it's a song about triathlons? It's a song about triathlons. All right. So we just let it rip. Will it be as good as the song about greyhounds? It is up there. Sound effects. Well, it's 5 a.m. and I'm ready to go. Piano. A little stretching and a cup of joe. The stars are fading from the sky. Got that early morning high Lots of miles Lots of sweat It was worth it I'm all set Got my wetsuit on And I'm ready to fly (laughs) Get over there Yeah, my tongues are pumped And so am I Brilliant. Great Friday. Feel that morning chill. I'm on the bike. Hammer up that hill. I'm running fast. Like I knew I would. Well, so his angle is, is he was obviously some kind of triathlete. I'm himself. guessing so. He does it for fun, and possibly. And on the side, he just likes a bit of music. He's got a computer set up. 
and he yeah. can just go. Got a bit of synth he happening. can just put everything he feels passionately yeah. about triathlon <laughs> yes. straight into song format. Yeah, for all of us to enjoy. For and, all of us and identify with because yeah. he's articulating perfectly the yeah. thoughts and feelings of all tri- triathletes out there. Yeah, and uh, I have no doubt that whoever won last year's Olympic gold in the triathlon. Yeah. Either listen to this beforehand, if not, definitely after, to know I knew someone else felt as strongly about triathlons <laughs> as I did. Not biathlons, not heptathlons, no. not decathlons. No. We are all about triathlons here with what's this guy's name again? Mark Winholtz. Mark Win, not so much. But a big hello to uh, Alistair Brownlee or Flora Duffy, if you're listening, by the way, who are the current Olympic triathlon champions. Right. Well, uh, this is a sh- shout out to them. Let's- oh, it feels so good, Rob. Oh, the did you say the word triathlon at some point? Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'd, I'd like to hear that. That'd really bring it home. For Would the, it uh, if he said triathlon? If he said that. I wonder if uh, they ever hit the stage and started rocking out. The, I, do you think he plays like when, when, at triathlon like <laughs> events? I think he should. If he's not, I love it when the lyrics are so literal. There's clearly it's the first thing that popped in his head. <laughs> yes. I get out of bed. I put on my shoes. I put on some pants before my shoes because it makes more sense to do it that way. <laughs> and then I go outside, but I open the door first because you need to open the door before you go outside. And then I'm going to go for a run before I do some stretching. <laughs> he actually said something about stretching. Yeah, he did, yeah. Have a stretch. It's like go it, for a run. you're a simile um, to the uh, Greyhound and song. And it feels so good. It does feel so good. And that's the lying part. Because I tell you what, the first few steps don't feel good at all. Really? You've got sore calves, everything aches. Your body doesn't want to know about running. Oh. It takes three kilometers to warm up now. Well, it's a swim first. Swim, bike, run. He does go, swim, bike, run, in the middle of the song. He does actually say that. I got the order wrong again. Yeah, swim, bike, run. All the activities. Well, I just sort of wasn't well, paying attention. Clearly. No. Wow, gosh, what a performance That's that was. Fancy. See? You, um, you honestly thought 72 shows ago that worst song in the world would just peter out. I thought it was, had would no just legs. die. No legs. I, I thought and it I've was just, going to be a I've ma- accidentally, absolute maximum of 20 songs. Yeah. I've accidentally found two in the same week when I was only looking for one. How about that? Try, um, what was the first one about? The Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. He was a Green Bay Packer fan. Good. I might listen to that a bit later on in the break. Tell you what, while we're listening to that, we might just check in with... Bring my friend, I said you called Dr. Robert. Day or night, he'll be there any time at all, Dr. Robert. Dr. Robert. You're a new... Yes, he's back after a month off, recharging his batteries, reading some books on Sigmund Freud. It's Dr. Robert. Well, I don't know. Dr. Robert doesn't need books from anyone. Oh, okay. It's all upstairs. It's all up here. A whole new way of thinking. This is what Dr. Robert's about. New philosophies, breakthrough philosophies, different ideas to take you, your sporting career, your love life, your family life, your work life, all your lives. You're singing my song, Rob. So he's going to um, take the uh, new directions. Now, after one goes travelling, often they go away to clear their head, 
get away from the rumble and riffraff, the day-to-day uh, rat race. Yeah difficulties out there and they want to get some clean things out and come back and have some sort of new idea what is often referred to as a moment of clarity right yeah the direction of where they need to go yeah a moment of clarity they say to that i say no listen to george mcfly from back to the future my density has popped me to you what oh what I meant to say was... Wait a minute. Don't I know you from somewhere? Yes. Yes. I'm George. George McFly. I'm your density. We don't need moments of clarity. We need moments of density. Density. More thickness. We need... <laughs> More thickness. <laughs> well, look. Listen. So what's so great about clarity? You can see straight through it. It's all clear, yeah. transparent. It's weak. It doesn't do anything. It goes straight through. Yeah. If it's dense, you can't get through it. True. Density beats all clarity. Guinness is way better than Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. Fried chicken in Texas barbecue is way better than an Asian vegetable broth. I'm not disagreeing with you. It's all about that. Beefy Botham is hilarious. Yeah. Brett Lee's like talking to a dying goldfish. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's all about thickness. 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 Something that's actually right there. Do you prefer a sandwich or the Glad Wrap? You want (laughs) want the sandwich, don't you? Yes. What's good is the Glad Wrap? That's all clear. Yeah. We need density. Forget your clarity. Yeah. Do you prefer a beef jerky or the wrapping? Oh, always. And like, look at, you know, there's examples of all other things that have got taken a more fragile approach. We want unclear. Right. Not clear. The reverse of clear. Look at Humpty Dumpty. He was hollow. He was weak. One fall off the wall and he died. There's no way Rambo would have died from a fall like that. And if all the king's horse and all the king's men came at him, he would have wasted all of them with an M60 machine gun. Yep. He's as dense as they come as Rambo. There's no way Rambo is thinking with clarity. He regularly takes on entire armies by himself. That's a man using all the density he has within him. So take your moments of clarity, take your moments of being away, to clear your head, to get something going on upstairs, to clear your mind. You need more in there. You need to clog it up with as much rubbish as possible right? to just go completely mental and be more like Charlie Andrews or Rambo. You hear what I'm saying? I, I'm hearing it. So once again, Dr. Robert is flipping it on you. Get your weak clarity out. Get your strong density in. Right. Have a moment of density. Yeah. For all those starving African kids listening that don't get clean water, never mind. Exactly. Ring my friend, I said you called Dr. Robert. Day or night, he'll be there any time at all, Dr. Robert. Dr. Robert. Sometimes life's got tough lessons to learn, you know. Tough lessons. Yeah. That's it. Um, it's all about perception as reality. But, oh, yeah. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> um, talking about perception as reality, uh, we've got to thank Jack Links, best beef jerky on the planet. Get it from your local supermarket or anywhere else that serves beef jerky because if they don't sell Jack Links, it's not worth selling beef jerky. They're not in the market. We've got to thank Masita as well, the best sportswear in Australia. Masita. They are Dutch. They've been around since 1933. 
Great prices, great quality. They will even throw sponsorship money at you. Get your sportswear from Mesita 1300, Mesita or Mesita.com.au. Tell them Beefy and Rob sent you. They'll throw the money so hard out of a cannon it'll give you a black eye. The old Mesita sportswear cannon. Sportswear hot dog. <laughs> hot dog heaving cannon. Ah, we'll have to talk to Mesita. Oh, we'll have to talk to Jack Lynx about a beef jerky cannon. Now that's a great idea. That is a great idea indeed. Uh, what are we going to do? We're going to... We're off to Belgium, Rob. Ooh. Even I've seen you in the kitchen, Rob. Yep. And I think you could be in this. Oh, yeah? Uh, Saturday, 21st of July at the Sport Dal Kijskant in Ghent, Belgium. It's the World Championship Potato Peeling. Potato Peeling. Potato Peeling World Championship for 2018. Uh, the Belgians love their potatoes, as we know, with mayonnaise. Their chips, don't yeah, they? Yeah, uh, mayonnaise, yeah, not yeah, yeah, uh, tomato yeah. sauce. So they've got a World Championship in potato peeling. So... Uh, I don't Very know unlucky this is... in the World Cup, the Belgians, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Should have should've, probably should've, won should've. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they can console themselves with probably being uh, World Championship potato peelers. Yeah, um, definitely the same level of uh, congratulations from uh, the wider public if yes. you can take out the uh, potato peeling. I'm going to imagine there's some sort of rules in terms of, do you knife them? Or you, you choose your own peeler? It's a manual peeler. So it's one of those uh, sort of old school, hand, old one school. of those military style peelers. But it's not just the knife. No, it's a peeler. Yeah, not a knife. Yeah. yeah. Um, it says uh, participate and root for participants at this absurd but very important championship. Uh, the organizer is called Potato. That's what? all you need to know. That's is, what it is. The organizer, Potato. His, his name's Potato. Yeah, I don't know if he's Irish. So there, that's on this weekend, Rob. He's one of those Irish Belgians. He could be one of them Irish Belgians. Well, look, I'll, to be honest with you, probably not going to do that one. Because, right. Well, is it, a, is it a time limit? I didn't actually catch that. Um, is it how fast you do it or how I'm well I'm pretty you sure do it? it's how fast. Okay. I think and there is also, I did of... read there's a prize for the longest peel. Okay. So if you keep it all in one. Okay. To stretch okay. it out, yeah. And go around a cylindrical style. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, well, I did peel some potatoes earlier today, but I got, one, I got one of these new handle sort of stripy one things. Oh, I think yeah. it's actually often used for like getting the lemon zest off the outside of a, uh, a lemon. Oh, really? Yeah, or the orange zest. Well, that's the quite outside. a narrow thing with like a serrated yeah, edge. Yeah, but if you really, it, it actually does quite does well. Potatoes. Just, just potatoes, yeah. What, uh, is it new potato season yet? Is it King Edward's? Are they red or I white? just went for the uh, golden. Golden Delicious. I think oh, that's an apple. Like that. No, the golden something. They're still dirty, brushed, partially brushed. Partially brushed. Yeah. That's like only a half of, a job, a isn't it? dirt on there. Yeah, well, those ones that are all completely clean and all waxed in that. Yeah. They didn't They've look been very polished. Off. They've been looked like, yeah, it's like a big, shiny, polished yeah. or fake thing. And uh, it doesn't really feel like my scene. I'll tell you what I noticed over in the old America. US of A. French, French, French fries, they leave the skin on. Pretty much all why, of them. Why wouldn't you? Well, so, mostly they don't. Mm. No, I mean the skin, like the actual skin off the yeah, potato. Can't do any harm. It's good for you, the skin. Isn't I wasn't it? saying that there's any. I wasn't commenting on its harmfulness or whether it's a good thing or a bad thing either yeah. way. I was just saying it's there, right? On it, on, on more than half the places. Wow! Like, uh, are you talking French fries? Or are you talking wedges? Carl's Junior. What? 
Oh, big cows. No, I'm talking their standard fries, man. Did you venture to any new fast food places? Because um, we tried. Well, most you know, of them. you know what was interesting. Yeah. Do you remember we had that Popeyes a couple of times? Yeah. Which was rank. Oh yeah. It was horrendous. When I was down in New Orleans, Popeyes is huge. Well, it's from there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it says Louisiana now, Kitchen. I never noticed. They that have before. a marquee Popeyes at the bottom of Bourbon Street. Have you come out of Bourbon Street to the main road, turn left? There is yeah. a massive Popeyes, and it's always. What, is pa- it going on to Canal Street? Yeah. Or- Okay. Yeah, and it's it's always packed. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's there. I wondered more to walk straight past it. Yeah. Well, because, uh, yeah, apparently it's awesome in New Orleans, but rubbish all over, over else. I can tell you, sir, we went to the Super Bowl in 2013, 14, mm-hmm. something like that, when it was in New Orleans, the day the lights went out. Now, we got on Bourbon Street. This is when I was allowed to drink. Got on Bourbon Street. We had a huge, huge, huge yep. night. Yeah, yeah. And I mean huge. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculously huge. Proper go. Uh, quite a few hurricanes, quite a few all sorts of things. Anyway, woke up the day. That's of the- a cocktail for yeah. don't know. It's called a hurricane. Oh, it's kind of a slush, um, yeah. what they call, what do we call them? Icy um, slush puppy type. Yeah, they're very strong though. Yeah. They're, all, they're similar <laughs> to Long Island Ice Teas. Yeah, but with um, with frozen ice, through ice through yeah. it, isn't it? Shaved yeah, ice, yeah. I should yeah, say. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm worse for wear. On the mm. Sunday morning of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, I've paid a lot of money to go to the Super Bowl. I yeah. mean, a lot of money. <laughs> and I'm not very well. <laughs> and I, I mean, not very well. Anyway, woke up rough. I thought, the only thing I can do is go and find the greasiest burger yeah. I possibly can. So yeah. I went to Popeye's yeah. and got their triple Mac, whatever, triple burger yeah. that they had in chicken. Yeah. And it was dripping. <laughs> so I wolfed that down, fries the whole lot. Still wasn't very well. Yeah. We had corporate hospitality at the Super Bowl, right? Wow. So we're sitting in this room, free food, free drink, everything. There's cheerleaders in the room. There's everything happening. you just sat there, didn't you? I'm just sat there. Oh, no. finally an absolute blowout. I know. I finally came around with about 15 minutes to go in hospitality. Yeah. And I've kind of wolfing down bud and trying to grab as much food as I possibly can. Yeah. Oh man! There's nothing worse. What that a that waste. happened. A similar thing. Not that yours is far worse. Yeah. it's the Super Bowl, and yeah. that's ridiculous. The game was brilliant, though. By the way, okay, one of the best games we've ever seen. Okay, but that's okay. another matter. But uh, that's uh, I've had a similar experience on going to Derby Day races, and just went way too hard. I think it was my 29th birthday. I'm basically repeating beefy story that happened to me. <laughs> yeah. I was ruined the whole day, and it was blazing hot. And then with an hour to go in the day, it came right, and then. All of a sudden, yeah, did yeah. Six, another 6 a.m. or great stuff. Do you know the, the strangest thing about corporate hospitality at the Super Bowl that year? There was a guy in our corporate hospitality area wearing a Carlton jumper, short shorts, and flip-flops. <laughs> corporate hospitality. Flip-flops. Doing it for the Carlton boys. God. Thongs to uh, Australians. Word. So there's always one in there. Jandals. Always- <laughs> Jandals, yeah. Going tramping with the jandals. Yeah. You take the good. You take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the facts of life. The facts of life. Where the world never seems to be living up to your dreams, and suddenly you're finding out the facts of life are all about you. Going, I know it does. Really I does. forgot about that. Sonja Carvey, Finland, Rob. 
Sanjakarvi. Sanjakarvi. Oh, I, I haven't been there. No, we were supposed to go there. Were we? We, we didn't make it, unfortunately. Oh, it was a wife carrying. It was the World oh, Wife Carrying yeah, Championships on the weekend. Yep, yep. Uh, 53 men. How far north is that? Is that right at the top? Quite north, yeah. 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 It's a fair way up. Got to be in the middle uh, of summer for that one. Yeah, 53 men slung their wives or partners over their shoulders and hurtled off on an hour-long race. I don't think it is an hour long, by the way, in the small Finnish town of Sanjakaravi on Saturday as thousands of no fans... carrying their wife for an hour. I know. Forget that. The, do you know the course? I'm going to tell you the course. People don't realise this. It is, it's only like 280 metres long, the course. Right. yeah. That's there are obstacles. There's like a, a there is a like a pool up to your nipples that you have to run through okay. whilst carrying your wife and trying not to That's drown her. Hard. Doesn't have to be your wife, by the way. Yeah, uh, but the world, I, I couldn't carry my, my girlfriend for that far, and she's, she's only little. She's tiny. Yeah, um, I'm, I would struggle as well. Me. I'm just maybe I'm just not a very strong man. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Do you know what the prize is? I've told you this before. The prize is for the World Wife Carrying Championships. Uh, you get quite a lot of money, don't you? No, you don't get any money. You win the weight of your wife in beer. Ah, oh, that's right. Yes. But the uh, World Wife Carrying Championships... So what does that work out? So say if she's 50 kg... Yeah, well, what's a... 50 kilograms, beer's about half 50 a litres? Probably 100 beers. What, one kilogram is a one litre and isn't the same. It is in liquid. Yeah. I, I think they allow the weight of the bottle or can... Or keg. Or no, 50 kg, 50 litres. Yeah. Divided by, times by three, or maybe two and a half, let's say three. Yeah. So you can get a good uh, a good 150 beers. Yeah, it's not bad yeah. for 10 minutes work. Uh, it's the 30th year this year, and it's coming home, Rob. The World Wife Carrying no, Championships. Wade Boggs, it's like not long. coming home to Lithuania. Oh, yeah? Yes. Lithuania. Lithuania, yes. The Lithuanian couple um, have won the uh, World Wife Carrying Championships. So, does, it, uh, does it give uh, their sort of dimensions? On Saturday, Lithuanian parents of two, V. Vaitautas Kirkliauskas and Naringa Kirkliauskiene, won the race which involved running, wading through a slippery pool and getting through an obstacle course. The two defeated six times world champion Taisto Mayetenen Finn. It's my wife, Kirk shouted happily after the race. She's the best. <laughs> Apparently that's Lithuanian. Um, I think because we have only three months of light, we need to come up with nice stuff. To- oh, this is the Finn talking now. This is They've skipped around. Uh, I think because we have only three months of light, we need to come up with nice stuff to do during the summertime. And we want to show everyone we have a great sense of humor, said uh, Sana Maria Nuutenin, a volunteer at Saturday's event. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, what else can I tell you? There was the 30th running. Almost uh, 80 couples competed last year. There's only 4,247 people that live in Sonjakavi, by the way. How do the, do the Finns, there must be regular Finnish entries. Well, there, there's a... Uh, how was the inner sport invented, in fact? Was there... Well, actually, I can actually tell you. You can tell me good. It's yeah. a facts of life. This is what we're here to learn about. It is. About. The idea of the wife-carrying championships is Sonjakavi's very own, and in spite of its humorous aspects, it has deep roots in the local history. Uh, in the late... Knew 18, it. You knew it? I in knew the late 1800s, deep- there was history. in the area... A brigand called Rosso Raikkonen, who is said to have accepted in his troops only men who proved their worth on a challenging track. In those days, it was also common practice to steal women from the neighboring villages. In addition to the product prize, the world champions will receive the equivalent steal of the white women. Beer. I love how possessive that is, and how object- objectifying. Yeah. Oh, this is so- they also that, win. That's like Borat. Yes. It's, it's that sort of stuff. He's in trouble again. Uh, um, is he? 
Haven't you heard? No. I'll tell you about it later. Hey, uh, they also win a bag full of wife-carrying products and a statue with a wife-carrying motif. Uh, the second and third couple, as well as the most entertaining couple, the best costume and the strongest carrier will be awarded with wife-carrying products and statues. Yeah, they win absolute rubbish. Just like I'm going to back it up. Stuff S- says uh, the idea of wife carrying as a sport is inspired by the 19th century legend of Ronkainen the robber. There's a new twist: Ronkainen oh, the robber. Right, so who, he was the wife stealer. Yeah, who tested aspiring members of his gang by forcing them to carry sacks of grain or live pigs over a similar course. Uh, the championships also said to stem from an even earlier practice of wife stealing, leading many present-day contestants to compete with someone else's I mean, wife. I mean, practice, practice. Uh, it's just uh, a, it's practice. a historical thing, Rob. Right. So uh, there you go. So that's how it came about. And the course is 285 metres. So this news report about them taking an hour to do 285 minutes are off the head. Clueless. Well, maybe. It, but if you're saying they're crawling through pools of mud and whatnot. No, it's a swimming pool. And they go over little bridges and things. It's the guy won in ten minutes apparently. So uh, there, oh, you there you go, seven minutes or something. Right. Ridiculous. Anyway, so um, now you're back, Rob. What's coming up? Well, you're going to tell me about Borat. Why he's in trouble? Oh, he's got a new series in the states, and he's he's gone undercover to interview people as Borat again. Got, no, not no, as, as Borat as someone someone else, somebody new. Okay. And um, basically, in his first show, he's convinced. NRA members to teach kids how to use guns and things, <laughs> and basically vice, some vice president already off the bat, it's already gone ridiculous, and they're encouraging kids to carry guns and things, which is just totally inane. So he's already, in episode one, he's already kind of, I think Donald Rumsfeld was on or something, so okay. uh, yes, it's not gone down too well. Uh, got him. Yes. Oh, he's great, he's great. He is a good lad. Mm. So well, I've, I've managed to not fall asleep. I think that's a try. Yeah, you've done well. I've done well uh, and contributed something. So you're about to ask me, I think, now that I'm back, what are my thoughts yep. and feelings on life? Well, I think Dr. Robert summed it up. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> really? Just get on with it. Get on with it. What more can you ask? Yeah. All right, we've got to thank Jack Links, uh, the beef jerky people. Try the teriyaki beef jerky because it's awesome. Is it? Absolutely awesome. I just can't Ooh, get enough. Right. Depeche Mode said that, I think. Just can't get enough. I just can't get enough. Um, and we've got to thank Mercedes, the best sportswear in Australia. I'm wearing it now. So it did, is uh, a awesome. New Zealand band called um, Revolver. Super. Heist. Super Groove. Super Groove. Do they do a cover of Just Can't Get Enough? Nah, it's a whole new song. It's a whole new song. Can't Get Enough. Oh, there was one thing. You really like them. There's one thing. We have a new listener in the Cape Verde Islands, which good. is unbelievable. Where the uh, hell is that? That's a very good question, Rob. I will uh, look up where the Cape Verde Islands are. I think they're a, um, they're a territory of Portugal. Uh, stop yawning, Rob, because this is geography, and we do like to educate people every now and again. Uh, where is Cape Verde? It's a country in Africa. Cape Verde is a nation on a volcanic archipelago off the northwest coast of Africa. Uh, it's known for its Creole Portuguese African culture. Well, like near Morocco. Uh, I'm going to say where the nearest country is. I'm guessing that northwest. It could be Morocco, could be uh, Nigeria or somebody like that. Yeah. It's actually nearest Senegal. Senegal. And Mauritania. Okay. Yeah, and the Gambia. So there you go. Big hello to whoever's listening in Cape Verde. Yeah, Berlin. yeah, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Uh, that goes in addition to, we had a new one as well. Oh, Latvia. Latvia, Latvia turned up last week. Good. So uh, I think we're now in 70 countries. 70. That's quite amazing oh, that wow. this show <laughs> is going to 70 countries. I'm, well, again, we're just not even trying. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah you might not be. <laughs> kind of more the case all right 
This has been 365 Days of Sport. We'll be back next week to blow minds.